What's the road done? I don't. I don't know. Some, they're chainsawing something out there. Is it? Um, is it him from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I, I, well, I hope not. He'll be breaking travel rules if it is. Oh yeah. Well, he could have come here ages ago, or he could have done the proper <laughs> quarantine. It's expensive. Does old Leatherface, or whatever his name is, have enough money to pay for a hotel quarantine? That's the question. He certainly cares about wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. This is true. It's true. Like loads of movie monsters have got really good social distancing standards. Because they slaughter anyone near them and they always cover their faces. The Predator is like the ultimate COVID hero, really, isn't he? Electronic Wireless Show, episode 128. This is Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. And I'm joined this week by Dr. Pepper. Hello. <laughs> Doctor, so kind of you to join us. That's, no worries. You must be very busy. Uh, yeah, oh, incredibly so. Uh, and very misunderstood. Um... <laughs> As the popular jingle goes, are you, are you working on the public health crisis? Sorry, voice mod. Sorry, <laughs> I'm also joined by the hell squid. Hell squid zero. <laughs> Well, that couldn't have gone more wrong. The, uh, <laughs> the voice mod worked when I asked Matthew a funny question, and then it didn't work uh, while I was doing the hell squid noise until it did come in with circus music. <laughs> Brill. We're not, we're not editing that out. That's it. That's all going no, in. No, I accept <laughs> Um... This week, uh, we are doing the uh, Best Fictional Brands in Games special, uh, which should be a hoot and a half. It's going to be a real Jules, Holland, Jules Holland's hoot and annie, uh, I expect, if this intro is anything to go by. Mm. But uh, first, we must do our traditional 10 minutes of waffling. Um, so uh, um, how are you, Matthew? Uh, I'm, you I'm well? good, thank you. Um... I'm afraid I don't have uh, any exciting stories to share with you. I've had a very bland week. Um, no, I've no not really... hilarious car-based parking lot mishaps. No, or... not not really. I've no, I've um, no. I'm sorry. It's I'm terrible. imagining you just climbing into a, one of those chest freezers and just lying with your arms crossed like Dracula for a week. Yeah. Oh, I had one. I had. I had one um, difficult decision to make. Actually, um, I was. Uh, I was trying to get to sleep the other night. It was very, very late. Uh, um, I apologise to Catherine for this. For this small story. Um, 
Catherine was snoring very loudly, which she doesn't do normally for some reason. So, you know, it was really keeping me awake and I was desperate to go to sleep. And I, <laughs> I knew I had some earbuds, like some, you know, right. ear stoppers. What, what do you call them? Are they earbuds? You know. Objects. Earplugs. The things you put in your ears. Earplugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were really old and they'd fallen <laughs> off the they'd they'd fallen off my bedside table on the floor and had basically amassed all kinds of crud and hair oh. and dust on them. <laughs> they looked so toxic and evil. And I spent a good a good couple of minutes looking at them, trying to decide between sticking these diseased objects in my ears or sleep. And it actually felt like quite a good, like, moral, uh, you know, like that would be a good choice in a video game, like a Telltale game. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, because you might, like, if you don't use them, maybe at a future point in the game, you'll miss a critical decision. You'll be tired. tired. If you do put them in, you might get an ear infection and they yeah. looked horrible. That's how boring my week's been. That's the oh, most yeah. interesting thing that happened to me was... <laughs> I loved Telltale's Sleepy Man Chronicles. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's, it's terrible because we're both snorers and it's like whoever goes to sleep first dooms the other person. <laughs> so it's a uh, real race. Uh, Nate, how are you? Yeah, well, um, much more dramatic. This is now, I'm sorry, I feel really bad now because I told each of you this like fairly dire, but you know, story of very little colour to it. Um, and now I'm going to tell it a third time. Uh, our boiler burst into flames in the dead of the night, spewing carbon monoxide, mm. and we all, my whole family, could have died, uh, but we didn't. Uh, this isn't a, a Bruce Willis in the Sixth Sense <laughs> situation, yeah. ruining that film uh, for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, I'm alive, but I'm very cold because, <laughs> uh, well, I guess the dead are very cold as well. Um, mm. But I'm almost that cold, and I'm going to have to wait till the weekend at the earliest for the privilege of spending thousands of pounds on a new boiler. But to be honest, that's fine by me right now. I would love, I would spend any money to get feeling back in my fingers and to stop wearing a Christmas jumper in bed. Oh. God bless you, Nate. I'm, I'm glad you didn't all die in the night as well. That would have been bad. Been a bummer. It would have been a the podcast would have had a different tone. It would have been one yeah. third less entertaining. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Matthew would have carried on exactly the same, just without you. I, I really I might hope not I have told have the Ian story special. if I'd known that you'd died in the week. <laughs> Because <laughs> people would be like, oh, that's a bit callous. <laughs> like, no one cares. No one cares. One of your friends has died. <laughs> nice. No, what I would have wanted. Uh, yeah. God, I'm talking about myself like I'm dead. This is getting really existentially eerie. <laughs> <We> move on. <laughs> the Sixth Sense is preposterous, isn't it, when you think about it? Was that the movie where the man had very fragile bones, or is that a different one? That's unbreakable. Uh, yeah. Was that also six, oh, Bruce six Sense is um uh yeah Bruce Willett, but it's it's the with the old Haley Joel Osment like the I see dead people. 
But it's it's one of those films that they you you, you know you meant to rewatch it with the knowledge you get at the end, and then you see like oh interesting you know he ha- that's how he had dinner with his wife, and that's why she said this, and it works in those very specific moments. But it also suggests that he's been doing this for like six months or a year and hasn't picked up on the fact that no one's talked to him, <laughs> which is preposterous. <laughs> you know, after like I'd say I would know after two hours if I was dead. I think. Because well, I mean, I'd, I'd say something to Catherine, she wouldn't react, and I'd be like, I'm a ghost. <laughs> like, straight away. Straight away, you wouldn't be like, all right, you moody cow. No, then- like, your, your relationship with your partner would have to be so weird and frosty for you to think, <laughs> why isn't she engaged with me for an entire year? That's odd. <laughs> oh, well, I, but I mean, it really would maybe sad. work now because I've only spoken to one person in person for like the last year. So if you lived alone, and you could both be ghosts, yeah, exactly. And that would be a twist. <laughs> that would be a, that's a that's a COVID twist. Two people in a flat, and then it turns out they're both dead. <laughs> huh? It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's not the the pandemic is kind of poison for anecdotes because you can't go out and do stuff unless you live in New Zealand. Mm. I the most interesting thing that happened to me this week is that I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it was revealed to our entire company that for breakfast sometimes I eat dry Weetabix with butter on top. Like toast, but Weetabix, right? Mm. And cold, I guess. <laughs> um mm. and, nice. uh, yeah, it is, it's lovely. Um Why it's, is not, it I mean, it's not, it's but I like it. So, but I'm at least self-aware enough to know that it's a hideous thing to have for breakfast. But did you see this week that Weetabix tweeted out like, "Why should bread have all the fun?" with a picture of Weetabix with some baked beans on top. Mm. Oh, how do you stand on brands being wacky on social media? Well, this is the thing because, well, because first of all, I, someone even messaged me. Somebody who doesn't work, like I don't work with anymore, messaged me saying, seeing that baked bean on Weetabix thing, bet you'd eat that, you monster. <laughs> mm. I, I'm, but, I'm not wild about the wacky accounts because like sometimes they also have to serve a serious role. So if, if yeah. Weetabix then have to put out a message like, oh, accidentally half of our Weetabix have now got glass in them. And... <laughs> You just don't know if you're like, is this wacky Weetabix or is this like, this is like serious Weetabix? Yeah, I just don't know like where Pepsi I stand. Pepsi responds with boop, go to horny jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing because they, yeah, they, they like, there was so much brand tur around the Weetabix incident. Mm. Uh, and like, you know. And like you say, like, I feel, I think even a police force from some region got involved. And I was like, but your next tweet is going to be like, man wanted for killing dog. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. This reminds me of my favorite tweet of last year, which was just, I forget the name of the account, but it pretends to be the Disneyland account, but without any sort of, it's not trying to be convincing at all. It's just like Disneyland official. And the tweet was just, Goofy has died. (laughs) (laughs) The solemnity of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I tweeted out like, like just Weetabix with beans on top, which I am perversely like, you know, going to try. Oh, 
Uh, I, I can't eat baked beans. Why not? They just, what? Uh, what your, I'm not what a big possible f- objection. Could you have to baked beans? Oh, they. I don't like foods that glisten too much. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just, I just can't deal with it. Are you? You have to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. This, no. You, I like this is, foods. This is just you. Like playing the Matthew Castle character to annoy no, me. They glisten. I don't like. I don't like them. Do you like glazed donuts? Oh, interesting. Maybe that. Maybe that's. Is is that is this bullshit? No, it's not bullshit. I think they glisten. They 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 make. I, well, they make me feel a bit like. <laughs> and I've put I've put it down to glistening. But you are right. I do eat glazed donuts. Yeah, most oh, meats so all glisten. the glistens. Huh. Most meats glisten. Gravy glisten. I would even go to say that more than 50% of food glistens. No. No. Not if it's prepared by a master. You know what? I'd, if I was designing a fictional <laughs> butcher in a video game, I would call it glistening meats. <laughs> and the butcher would be like a crystal golem. Meats. Um, <laughs> Meats only glisten if they've got like a really severe glaze on them. No, meats gl- like if you have properly cooked your meat, it will be you know juicy. It will be tender. Oh, I like it dry. Yeah, I can't get past <laughs> glistening meat. Dry and matte. I do not want any light bouncing off my meats. <laughs> Matthew's joylessly <laughs> chowing down on a slice of ham coated in Vanta black. <laughs> In his Dracula chest freezer. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, I guess you could get away with glistening foods if you turn the lights down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, would you eat beans in the dark? Uh, I probably wouldn't because of the, the sliminess of them. Oh my god. Would you go to that restaurant where they turn the lights off? Uh, I've been there. No, I, I, well, I went to, I haven't been to that restaurant. I went to a novelty restaurant on a press trip in Tokyo, and it was, um, it was all designed to look like a kind of prison. And at one point in the meal, all the lights go off, and all these announcers say, like, there's been a prison break. All the prisoners have escaped. Stay in your seat. And, and then all these p- people put their hands through the wall and kind of grab at you. And then all the waiters who are dressed as policemen come out and catch them. And then it played the Ghostbusters theme tune. <laughs> that was that was a pretty emotional emotional journey. I went to the, the the You Can't See Me restaurant run by John Cena, and I thought it was rubbish. Actually, I mean, it was really interesting. It was really fun, but the food was um, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know, this is one of those facts that very dull men. Um, like to insist on telling you, um, dull men like me, so I will tell you. Uh, but the visual is a huge component of taste, strangely enough. Uh, obviously not literally, but you, things don't taste as vivid when you can't see them. Mm. I have no idea why that is, but it's true. Uh, everything was just a bit rough guff, really. You might also accidentally eat a napkin. I mean, you uh, might. Yeah, I was going to say, no, Mr. I, in fact, Matt's Matthew probably. 
Yeah, you probably eat like napkins on purpose, Matthew. I, I'd mm. be like, "What's this very delicious dry thin meat?" <laughs> Sitting down in front of a collection of Japanese cinema with a a, a family share bag of Kleenex to munch away from. <laughs> In the dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thank you for mentioning Vantablack as well, Nate. One of my favourite things is the um, war of attrition that Stuart Semple is raging against uh, um, the artist who bought Vantablack, um, whose name I've forgotten. But I will try and find a breakdown of the whole... Uh, the whole feud, the art feud, and link to it because it's amazing. Um, uh, Did you see, by the way, I tried to put an amazing segue into the conversation. Uh, well, I'm going to bring it back round because that's the whole reason yeah, I mentioned I, I wanted to do the segue. I tried well, with my friend Butchers. Are you like the, the mistress of segues now? Well, I have to Riding keep around con- on your golden segue. I have to keep control of the podcast because if uh, if... If I don't, no one will. Uh, I'm trying to advance the level of order. It's my character arc. To Matthew's point, uh, I am looking at the Weetabix tweet now. Uh, One of the replies is, there are so many brands getting involved. Uh, And one of them is the NHS saying that tweet should come with a health warning. And then next, literally the next tweet in their feed, People who are age 70 and over have not yet had their COVID-19 vaccination and would like to contact the NHS to arrange their appointment. Yeah. You don't want to be reading, like, bean banter when your <laughs> grandma's on her deathbed, you know? <laughs> bean uh, banter. But, you know, the brands that we're going to talk about today will probably have got well involved with the bean brand banter. listening meats. I'm sorry, Nate. You can do the segue next week. How about that? Oh, thank you. You're next week, I'll inevitably try to like force us to keep talking about warthogs for two hours. And- <laughs> uh, so this week, yeah, we're talking about... Our, God, 20 minutes have gone by already. We're talking about our favourite fictional uh, brands in games. Uh, and I want to start again. I'm going to throw out the brands in the Outer Worlds. Yeah, because that's quite a recent one. Um, uh, so the Outer Worlds were came out. God, when did it come out? A couple of years ago, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Uh, and it's by Obsidian, um, uh, and is like a sort of space adventure RPG uh, where you make your character and you go and do loads of quests and that. It's good. I found some of the quests a bit like you know a bit rote because it's like oh oh a creepy family living in the middle of nowhere oh i hope you're not cannibals like a few things like that pop up that i sort of mm. felt we'd seen a few times before but uh overall it's a very good time and one of my favorite things about it uh were the brands and particularly the loading screens because the loading screens are often either uh, anatomical diagrams of the uh alien life forms like the big oh, angry yeah. iguanas that you fight which is very cool or they are adverts from the various brands that exist in this place so like uh the main one is space of choice um whose mascot is a terrifying moon man with a big smiling face 
yeah. Uh, and there's uh, Rizzo's Spectrum Vodka. There are different colours of it. Uh, and the advert is a glass for every class. And then there's um, uh, antibiotics that do um, different kind of medicines, basically, which is also... Uh, uh, it's. I think it's a sub-brand of Auntie Cleo, and I like the pun antibiotics. I think that's very good. <laughs> but they all have different like um, styles for their um, for their adverts as well, which I think mm-hmm. is really good. Like Face's Choice uses a lot of yellow and green, and kind of looks like uh, like there's one for toothpaste that looks like. Um, like the absinthe you know the old absinthe posters I think the toothpaste is parsley flavoured as well potentially mm. <laughs> I love flavoured toothpaste it makes me very bitter that like adults don't get to have it I know my daughter's got apple toothpaste and it's delicious oh. apple or oh, bubblegum was the classic when I was a kid yeah bubblegum when we were kids I bet you love bubblegum toothpaste don't you Matthew well, we weren't allowed bubble gum and chewing gum, you see, as kids. So, oh. you know, the idea of it was because what everyone loves about bubble gum is the flavour. So, too um, glisteny. Uh, well, no, my mother wouldn't allow. I, you know, I would have happily have allowed it. Um, you know, it glistens once it's in your gob. I mean, that's that's the irony with food. Everything glistens when it's in your gob. Um, are you like your gob, are you- your, your gob glistens, doesn't it? What a marketing like- slogan. Everything glistens when it's in your cup. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, and I think um, the <laughs> I think the brands in um, the Outer Worlds, not to be confused with Outer Wilds, is they're, they're really good. They're really well mm-hmm. realised and they also are, they're worked into the game really well because a lot of you, their products that you see these adverts for are um, consumables that you use to get buffs or get your health back and stuff, which I think is really good. And then they also you you know hear adverts for them. They're kind of everywhere as well, and it's a, it's it's a good as part of the theme because the theme is kind of like corporate interests versus you know mm. people. Um, they thought they they kind of come from that sort of tradition of world building because it's the, the outer worlds is the fallout one guys i think mm. um um their names escape me kane and boyarski i think um or some of the fallout guys um and yeah. those games were also very good for kind of fictional brands as world building tool yeah yeah they're really, really good, and I wrote, I wrote an article that has a load of screenshots of the um, the loading screens that I shall uh, link in the show notes. It's a fun old game as well. They, <laughs> some of the loading screens really made me laugh because there are adverts for like it's sort of like um uh um God, what's the what's the Simpsons but in space? Um, Futurama, you know, Futurama, 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 right. Um, there's an advert for like Titus Androidicus, which is just <laughs> robots <laughs> doing <Nice>. Titus Androidicus. <laughs> what, what more could you want? Exactly. I yeah. thought in Outer Worlds, isn't there entire? I thought everything was like fit. All, all they ate was like fish, or everything was fish based. Or have I 
They eat a lot of fish. Because I thought a lot of the story involved like fishing towns. As, um, and I thought, well, as it, if like everything was, was, you know, fish got turned into some kind of like protein mulch, which then became everything in the world that everyone ate. I don't remember exactly. Though it it's sort of preponderant in the first um, section of the game because the town is a, a canning town, right? And there's a cannery and stuff. So there's a lot of fish Maybe chat. Just overemphasize the fish chat. There's something really unpleasant about like. Pig, like pigs, like tumorous pigs. Oh yeah, there's these the the there's a source of protein that's like, like, yeah, pigs that naturally just grow big bacon flavored tumors. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, which is quite. Yeah, You'd like it, mate. You should have a go of it. Um, oh yeah, because it involves animal suffering, which uh, <laughs> totally, we all know yeah. I'm, I'm well into, so long <laughs> as it's entirely fictional. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, <laughs> I um, think you can shut down the pig operation. You can, in yeah. Mission. I oh, think, actually, well, I think... can I just... Um, sorry, can I take a tiny sidebar? Uh, because we started a new feature last week, and I'm really determined to make it a thing. Like the aquarium so, feature, yeah. Yeah, let's just... Um, I'll just get out my marker pen here and draw a box out on the po- podcast, and we'll ask Matthew, uh, since we've mentioned this celebrity already today, uh, how would Bruce Willis react no, it's, to a night it's not. It, it's not a real person. It's got to be a video game character. He is. Bruce Willis is <laughs> a video game character. <laughs> I'm yeah. certain he is. He was made by EA in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> he, made, he came to life. Yeah, I, I totally forgot the feature. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I biffed it there. Um, Don't worry, I've got it at the back of my mind. I, ever since last week's podcast, any game I've played, there's been a little kind of voice in the back of my head thinking, what would I do at the London Aquarium with this character? Okay, pro- promise you'll bring it up for the end of the podcast. I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure will, a yeah. game character will be mentioned at some point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no... Uh, the out, the Outer Worlds, very good brands, I think, yeah. Uh, so attached to that, I, I was going to bring up specifically the, uh, I think these are products more from the newer Fallout games, so Fallout 3 onwards, but I love that they have all the kind of, the food left over from the kind of pre-nuke, and it's all oh, that yeah. kind of fifth, it's like super artificial, pumped full of sort of chemicals, sort of... Um, sort of 50 naff sort of kitsch 50s sort of tv dinner stuff um mm. uh and you just find so much of it that they're they're the brands that kind of popped into my head so there's like blanco mac and cheese blanco uh, mac and cheese yeah D- uh, dandy boy apples which i never really understood what they were i think they're meant to be candied apples all right okay rather than so like- it's on 1950s retro doesn't it yeah, yeah, rather than apple apples. Uh, there's Fancy Lad Snack Cakes. I remember, yeah. Um, uh, which I, I think are like, they look like a box of chocolates, but they're cakes. I don't know what a snack cake is, because a cake is a snack. Um, I just call it Fancy Lad's Cakes. Anyway, and there's a cereal called Sugar Bombs, um, which the actual cereal pieces are shaped like nukes which in the 
like given what happened to that world, yeah, um, it's quite ironic. I guess they were living in the. Fir- I don't know if you were living in like a Cold War time. I don't know if I'd make a serial based on uh, nukes. Well, I believe that it's um, the Fallout universe is um, set in a slightly parallel one to ours, where nuclear power became the energy source for almost everything. So it became ubiquitous. Oh, so it's quite a heroic cereal. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, but hold on. Did you say they're shaped like mushroom clouds? No, they're shaped yeah, like... It... like the, I think they're shaped like the bombs, I think. Okay, yeah, because that's not nuclear power when it's going right, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But what, what I'm saying, but even if, 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 if you wanted to celebrate the kind of the energy of the age, like we don't have cereal that's shaped like coal. You yeah, know. true. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, the one I always associate with them, uh, Fallout is is Nuka Cola. Oh, oh, I bet that would be delicious. Mm. What do you think it tastes like? We've all thought this. I uh, co- I just cola, I guess. I think yeah, like an off-brand cola, though, like you know, cola cubes, that kind of flavor. Yeah, I don't imagine it tasting that good. I think it'll be like, um, oh, I quite, you know, what's that um, soft drink company? It's got like a Victorian dog as a logo. Like Fentimans? Yeah, yeah. They do a cola, and I quite like Fentimans drinks. Mm. Oh, yeah. I quite often get that one, and I'm just well disappointed by I, it. I worked in an office once where they had f- free Fentimans in the vend in not in in the the fridge. That's what they stocked was Fentimans. Whoa! What what kind of fancy office was that? That was that was that was that's Yogscast. That's YouTube money. That's yeah, that who did you work for? The Queen. <laughs> Hang on. When I went to their offices. They had lots of cherry coke, and I thought that was impressive. Did they break out the the you know the gentleman's reserve for you? Yeah, yeah. I used to I used to drink. I used to have several Fentimans a day. It's it's <laughs> explains a lot about why my body is the way it is. <laughs> no, Fentimans is 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 um it's very high quality stuff. Oh, that makes it's... you into an Olympian superman. Oh, it's delicious! It's delicious. <laughs> Quite glisteny though, isn't it? Well, glass, but I'm not eating it, am I? Well, liquid glistens. Oh, I wouldn't say it glistens. I'd say it outright, you know, reflects. (laughs) It's. If you were a proper soft drink connoisseur, you'd you'd eat the glass and all. I eat the whole bottle (laughs) like an apple. Oh, are you one of those those people? Like, if I'm sorry, if you eat a piece of fruit and then you eat the core and the pips and everything. Oh no! You should be quarantined in an institution away from the rest of mankind. I don't want an apple tree growing out my ass. So no, because <laughs> that's what will happen if you eat <laughs> seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone uh, that. No, yeah. Um, to drag it back around to the topic once again, that's a great shout. Fallout has some great brands. Um. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nate, do you, you seem like a brand connoisseur? Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I love, I don't know what marks you are. brand, mate. Fa- famous capitalist. Um, mm. I okay, so I've, I've got a few eggs to lay today. I like bringing a little selection box. Um, so uh, my name this week, Hell Squid Zero. 
um, comes from Resident Evil 3. Uh, there's a lot of, there, it's not just brands, there's a whole load of sort of fictional products in the Resident Evil games, and I really enjoy how low effort some of them are. Um, I had particular fun in the, the like, subway stations in Resident Evil 3 looking at, there's a, there's a knockoff film franchise called Skull Stalker, uh, which has, like, I mean, what, you know, you come up with that name, like, if someone waved a gun at your head, it's like, think of a, think of a horror movie name, so a Skull Stalker. And the posters, uh, there's like Bootleg Terminator, Bootleg Alien, um, and Hell Squid Zero was another one. Um, some brands in the, the town included uh, Jim's Crabs, yeah. Does exactly what it says on the tin. Lone Wolf cigarettes, uh, which had oh, a neon good. sign of a wolf smoking a cig. Uh, <laughs> which was great. And uh, Steel Boy ammunition. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, which is That sounds like that's, a, that's something you would call a gun. That's true, actually. Um, I probably have done at some point. Uh, speaking of things that I would name, I wanted to share something with you. Um, mm. One of my uh, a game I like to go back to every year or so is Game Dev Tycoon, um, which, as it sounds, is a tycoon game about making games. Um, and eh, it's you know not the best man game in the world. Uh, it's quite a simple simulation where you like de- you know decide how much of your developer's time to split between like graphics and sound. Um, and it takes you through from sort of year 1980 to the present, and you have to decide what games to make uh, and what genre they're in, et cetera, et cetera. What I really like about it, though, what keeps me coming back to it, is you have to come up with names for all of your games, uh, and you make like probably 50 or so in a run, and it's quite interesting because you get into role-playing like a, a Sega or a Bullfrog or, you know, whatever sort of an organization you become. And you find you have franchises that keep coming back. Mm. So I'm just looking at my game history um, for, for the last playthrough I did. And the first game I made was a, um, in the late 70s was a PC game called Worm Salesman 1980. Um, and then I, I went off that for a bit. I made a werewolf RPG called The Sausage Thief, uh, Ape Repairman 81, which is a surgery sim. Um, and then, interestingly, in the early 90s, um, there was a Commodore 64 game, and my company obviously decided to go back to its roots with Worm Barons. A business strategy title, uh, which they followed up. Um, but again, there was like uh, Hulk Hogan's Dream Thief, which was a disastrous PC action title with bad 3D yeah. graphics. Um, I mean, we, but then we there was Worm, going Sales- <laughs> Worm Salesman 84. Um, there was Dude, Where's My Worm? Uh, a sort of a mist style adventure game. Uh, which got rave reviews, and all my worm titles were just getting they were they were adored critically and commercially. That's so my company, all the games were about worms. I liked that. 
You're basically Team 17. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, burn on Team 17, but accurate. Um, I'm sorry, I've just seen Dude, Where's My Worm had a direct sequel made 10 years later called No Seriously, Where Is It? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's something... I wonder if the, the game will... Like, give you, we'll take that into account and we'll notice, like, if a game did really well, if then you did a sequel about it on the same topic, it will, uh, it will do it well does. as well. Yeah, no, it, it does track that. However, I don't think it takes the name into account. So if I'd called the sequel like Bun Quest 93, it still would have. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Game Dev Tycoon famously has a really good bit of anti hacker. Um, not anti-hacker, like anti-piracy um, built into it. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Nate, but if you pirate, if you pirated the game, if you illegally downloaded the game, uh, at a certain point, you'll get a pop-up saying, oh no, people are pirating your game and you can't make any money and you're just, every year, your profits will go down because people aren't buying your games and you will never be able to succeed. Oh, wait, hang on, was that this? Oh, well, obviously, I was a good boy and bought it on Steam, so I never found out about that, but I heard about it. I didn't realise it yeah. was Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah, there are a few a few games that have um, anti-piracy stuff in it. Like one of the Batman Arkhams, um, if, you, if you got it illegally, your cape wouldn't, when you went to do a jump, you couldn't glide. I think it was the first one. Um uh, so whenever you jumped and you, if you tried to glide, your your cape would just collapse and you'd thump and fall down. And um, there is a point in the game where you need to glide to progress. So you just will never be able to finish the game. Yeah, it's quite good. I quite like that as a, a screw you, <laughs> um, rather than you know trying to put in loads of grim DRM. Just kind of do a little code trap. Superman um, turns up and pulls your head off. After half an hour. And then he looks but, out at the screen, he says, I'm coming for you next, scum. <laughs> and then he climbs out of your telly. Yeah. And he kills you. <laughs> now that's DRM. But what, so what, what you've said there, Nate, is that your one of your favourite brands in games is a brand that you created, which I, I respect. Yeah, it's true. I, I, nobody does it better. Um, but to move things onto a less narcissistic bent, I was going to say the... Um, in fact, it's just quite similar to what you're saying about the, the Outer Ronalds. Um, the weapons manufacturers in Borderlands, I always thought, were brilliantly branded. Yeah, that, they're on my list too. Uh, yeah. Oh, should we share this one? Yes. Like you and Catherine enjoying a, you know, a, a stack of MDF slabs. Uh, in front of an episode of Barry Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. I don't mean to drag you down. Into I mean that's that's the tragedy of our marriage. She she loves the glistening foods. <laughs> She's eating piles of gemstones. And like. Yeah, she 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 only eats glistening foods, and I only <laughs> matte foods. Oh no! Wow. Mm. Well, that's great. You know, never a, an argument over who gets what in the takeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, those Borderlands brands, like, 
I yeah, I, I don't I play the Borderlands games when they come out generally, but I'm not like a super fan. And I could tell you right now what the different manufacturers are and, and like their colour schemes and mm. their general sort of attitude. Like you've got the um Jacobs who are like the uh, yeah, cowboy guns, big damage, uh you know, a lot of recoil, stuff like that. And you've got like the the um T Diore, which were, yeah, but they were the, just like machine guns, boring grey machine guns. <laughs> and then Vladov were like the sort of the the sort of Soviet knockoff one. There was lots of very aggressive sort of red and and black branding, wasn't it? Mm. Good stuff. What was your favourite? Oh, you see, I like the Jakers because I like the cowboy guns. I like the big damage. I just like the design of them. I like the feel of them. So I think I think the weird thing with Borderlands is that some people are like all oh, the guns feel horrible, but actually you just haven't found like the right brand or the right gun. Like the, it feels like a lot of different shooters based on the brands, um, and that becomes I think like more distinct as it goes on, and they become a bit more, you know, they they get you lean towards certain weapon types and certain manufacturers, which is which is quite fun. Um, I can't remember which brand it is, but there's the one which all their guns, when you reload them, you sort of throw the gun away and it becomes a bomb. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That um, is that Torgs? Or... I, can't, I can't remember. It's and one of the newer the, ones. Is it the Maliwan or something, which are like all fiery or elemental weapons? That's they, Maliwan, yeah. They add those things, yeah, and then there's the... Because, of course, the big baddies in it are, I want to say, Hyperion? Or is it Atlas? Yeah, it's, Hi- it's Hyperion. It's, of, it's Hyperion, because they're one of the gun manufacturers, and I like how they become, like, the, the, the big villain in sort of part two. Oh, yeah. It's, mm. it's Handsome Jack's company. Sexy John and his metal face. <laughs> um, I, yeah, they're uh, good, good brands. I think it's interesting that, like, the, the games where kind of corporations are kind of explicitly baddies are also the games where the corporations are the most fun and interesting and worked in in the best ways yeah i don't really have a point beyond that i've just observed that it's that's, a thing. that's that is an observation thank you it's good yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> do, do, um do you want to do you want to advance on that nate or uh um no, no, I'm good actually. <laughs> one, one brand I I really like, or game that does excellent brands is uh, the Hitman series, which I know we bang on about a lot. But as part of their world building, you know, they have a lot of um, a lot of, like branded things that then carry on through the world. So you'll see certain brand, you know, so like you can throw fizzy drinks at people, but like there are different fizzy drinks in different kind of countries and areas. So there's a there's a a sort of, uh, oh, Matthew, I've, I've been playing Hitman 3, I've but just I'm got also aware the last thing this podcast needs is more Hitman 3. So I will just tersely say that I agree. Yeah, but I, well, I, just wanted, I wanted to pick out a couple of brands just because I like, I like them. I wanted to pick out, okay. there's Dr. Pop, which is basically Dr. Pepper. Um, there's a fizzy drink called Thwack, which I think is really good, considering that all you ever do with them is chuck them at people's heads. And <laughs> My f- 
probably my favourite item in the Hitman trilogy is you can get a tin of expired spaghetti sauce, which is like, it's a big tin can, so you can chuck it at people and knock them out. But because it's past its sell-by date, you can also use it as an emetic poison. And that's, uh, but it's got this like cartoon chef on it. It's called Molto Bene Spaghetti Sauce. Um, and whenever I get a can of that, it always makes me chuckle to see that in my inventory. Um, but I like that it's always expired, which suggests that it's like that's integral to the brand or something, or like no one ever has this stuff. It's like one of those cans, you know, you get those cans that you buy and then you, your mum puts them in the back of the cupboard yeah. and forgets about them. And like 15 years later, you find like, you know, a tin of beans from 1993. It's like that. Maybe, maybe Molto Bene, like, folded so the only tins left are out of date ones that people didn't use. Yeah, and it is in the, in, in the Sapienza level in Hitman 1. Like, it's mentioned that they have, they specifically have the expired sauce because oh. this particular brand is like the secret ingredient to one of the characters' favorite meals. So even though it's past its sell by date, they've got like a huge stash of it. Oh, I see. I um. What about shall we shall we make Asia Forty Seven our aquarium guest? Oh, what a lovely idea! Yeah, mm. what, what's he trying to do at the aquarium? Do we think? Well, it's just on a visit to the aquarium with Matthew, and Matthew's doing his usual thing of hitting the glass, pressing his nose up against it like a, <laughs> so it's flattened like a little pig, and hammering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Agent 47 just goes on little visits anywhere. I think he'd like you to think he was. I'm but he'd be like, hmm. I mean, he, he, I don't think he would think of the fish if like, he saw an opportunity to shoot the glass and like drown. You know, if, if a target was next to a fish tank and he shot the glass and all the water poured out on them as a distraction, or maybe it's got a shark in it, and then the shot would eat the target. I think he would happily harm the fish if it got no. him to where he'd want to be. But I'm I also to to stop you there because the shark wouldn't eat the target. Uh, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous mischaracterization of sharks. Everyone knows that sharks are the sea's murderers. <laughs> yes, yeah, you go ahead. You go <laughs> ahead. And Age of Forty Seven would be like, let's get that scene. Let's get. I'll let the sea, the murder of the ocean, do my dirty work for me, because that all the shark is, is is the hard killer of the of the the seas. Actually, can we just say that he's there at the aquarium to to kill me in my deck chair, so I can be free of both of your ignorance? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, think well, I think if Agent Forty Seven's got a target, he 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 doesn't care who who gets hurt in in the in the way you know. I don't think he'll yeah. think of the fish. I I, I think, think I want to be the target. But I, but I do think as well. He, I don't think he'd help you, either. He I'd, wouldn't. I, 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 I he would just observe you until an opportunity arose or you proved. He, you know, he you would should... never like if he was if he was at the aquarium by himself and there wasn't a target. Age of forty seven would not bang on the glass. He wouldn't want to draw attention to himself. Yeah, I don't think he's like a naturally malicious man. Um, assassin. He, yeah, but that's his job. He's paid to do that. I think left to his own devices, he's not murdering. I don't think he wants to hurt a fish. I don't think he particularly likes them or interested in them. Like I don't think he'd read the, you know, the documentation next to the tanks. But I think he could hurt a fish if he needed to. <laughs> I I agree. Actually, I think ooh, um, I think that's a yeah. Nate's cross, obviously, but. <laughs> 
It, I, I just think it's uh, apart from anything else. It's quite tough to have chosen for the second outing of this bit uh, a character with no personality by design. <laughs> That's fair. We'll have we'll have some more better next week. Be fine. Okay, good. Um, I now sure. rue, I really rue my decision to make Matthew promise to to include this in this episode because uh, you know. I just I lost that encounter. <laughs> mm. Well, maybe you have a chance to win an encounter now because we'll do a quick cavern of lies Ooh. Right. before we end. Can you do me a sting, lads? <gasps> the cavern of lies. Smashing, thank you. Uh, welcome to my cavern this week. Chaps, it's been a while. Hello, here we are. who are you? Uh, I'm Alice, I don't do bits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's a bit-free Cavern of Lies. Well, I mean, the Cavern of Lies is itself a bit, it's, isn't it? But um, I know, yeah. yeah. I'm just Alice. Uh, and um, uh, But isn't that enough? <laughs> I'm here, here in my cavern, which um, has... Uh, Shelves, or you know those kind of metal storeroom shelves, uh, and on them are many items, uh, which, as you get closer, you realise are all items that you can buy from Space's Choice in the outer oh. world, or are they? Because some of them are dastardly fakes that I have cooked up myself. Right. Uh, and we're going to see if you can spot the fake items. Are they consum- uh, Are they all consumables? Yeah, so you're going to have to eat them. Uh, and, right. Uh, but if 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 they're fake and you and you consume it, then I'm afraid I poisoned them. <laughs> right. For no reason, other than my own amusement. <laughs> um, can I sub poison Pete in to play for me? He loves poison. No. <laughs> Because he's probably built up an immunity to why you came back. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, right, so let's go for... So first of all, I'm going to offer you a lovely pack of cigarettes, which uh, I know are kind of poison anyway, but uh, it's a lovely, a lovely pack of Spaces Corona. Spaces are... Corona? They are... Uh, the pack is green and they've got... Uh, uh, Moon Man smoking in his little his little jaunty angled top hat. He looks like he's enjoying it. Uh, the moon smokes. Yeah, famously. Really? If you set it on fire, yeah. One um, small toke for man. <laughs> <laughs> One giant bong hit for mankind. Uh, That's what he said. Just smoking. Smoking will um, uh, reduce the spread and spray of your ranged weapons for 30, 30 seconds, but uh, that you then so get... Fo- so smoking focuses you? I guess, yeah. I thought it's a nicotine, relaxed you. It's a nicotine high, but then afterwards you get five minutes of a nicotine low, which increases your ranged spread and spray by 15%. 
I, I'm not a smoker. I don't know what effect cigarettes normally have on people. Does that sound accurate? And anyone I, who has smoked? Yeah, I, I used bloody love cigarettes, um, and I only ever fired a gun once. And I wasn't smoking at the time. So unfortunately, my Venn diagram of experience here doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't cross over. However, I, I am aware that Corona is a brand of cigar that exists. And I just don't know if they'd be willing to lawyer up. By, oh, I was know. going to say, I didn't really see the, I didn't really see the Corona smoking connection. Hmm. Uh, they're they're quite nice cigars. Um, <laughs> well, look, I'm gonna have to. Are you gonna like? Look, I've got a lighter here. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you well, gonna no, I'm not. That's an illegal cigarette, and not even a drugs one. Uh, I don't think they'd do it for IP reasons, uh, which is a very. Dr- <laughs> that's a real Matt's dinner uh, sort of answer. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna give it. So you think it's yeah, fake? I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's fake too. You're saying ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. It is, in fact. Nice. Ah. Uh, so that's. So we could have enjoyed a lovely cigarette. <laughs> mm, delicious. Well, yeah, Corona cigars, if your lawyers are listening to this, you know, happy hunting. I've uh, <laughs> made you a lot of money. Uh, I mean, technically, didn't we say last time that, like, if you, if you lose. One cabin of life. That's it. But I mean, it's, it's like, not. A, it's not. It's not the, the 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 best of bits. If that's the case. Yeah. Well, like, no. No. There was a there was a smarter rule than that. Okay. Well, anyway, must have been we'll, my idea. But. <laughs> we'll do it. Like I'm Noel Edmonds, and you've you, you're now being forced to play out the uh, yeah <laughs> to see what how much money you could have won. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's trudge on and defeat. Yeah. Uh, so the ne- next I've got is a bunch of bananas, which is just a bunch what? of bananas. Sorry, a bunch of bananas. Bunch of bananas. So it's spelled B-U-N-C-H-A-N-A-N-N-E-R-S. Bunch of bananas. It is a bunch of bananas um, with but they look normal, and then they gradually, at their other end, uh, go kind of blue and spiky and a bit alieny. Um, and uh, they give you 200% health regeneration for two minutes. Hmm. Nanas doesn't sound very American to me. Would American call them nanas? Nanas. I don't know. Bananas. Nanas. Hey, give me the... Is that something... Do fruits stall people in, in, in the UK say nanas? Get your daughters. I don't know. Hey, banana. They would say banana, wouldn't they? Does, who says nanas? Does anyone say that? Yeah, yeah. Your nana. Mm. Yeah. You absolute bloody nana, says Danny Dyer. But would an American say it? I'm just going to let you two roleplay this one out. And see, you know. Nana. You just do a few voices no, and you if you think nano. I mean, it is conceivable that maybe someone British was involved in the development of the game. Or but some New Zealand. Maybe got a game. Game called 
Perky Namas. Mm. Uh, this is almost too weird to be fake, I think. No, I believe in it. I, think I believe it's, in it. I think it's nice. It sounds real nice. It is indeed nice. Well done. Oh, yeah, I but we've you'd... already been defeated. I thought you talked yourself out of it there. I thought you were going to be like, no, no American would ever say nanas. I, I picked it because also it sounds like something Nate would really like. And I thought you'd go like, that's Nate bait. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, but I chomped it right down like a, like a happy you. gorilla. It was it true Nate bait. Delicious nanas. Um, all right. Uh, what about uh, Marco Polo's? They are a little tin, um, a little green tin of um, breath mints, um, and they are uh, similar to the um, cigarettes in that they'll increase your concentration, I guess. But it's um, uh, not for ranged weapons, uh, not for shot. What's what's the spread? Um, uh, it's not for spread. It just increases. Um, Damage on rifles for one minute mm. thirty seconds. Marco Polos. Do Americans know what a polo is? Well, I yeah, I don't know. I, I assume they have polos. I'm imagining it as like um, like something a pirate would tattoo on your hand. To show that you really liked mints. Uh, he's got the mark of the polos. Careful of that one. He's got fresh breath. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the question. Um, yeah, again, like, I get all that has to be fathomed here is the possibility that someone involved in the game's development had heard of polo mints. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's highly likely. So I'm, I'm going to give this one. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, we're already dead. Um, <laughs> we're Bruce Willis at this point. Yeah, we've 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 gone full Bruce. I I I, I believe in this one. I'm saying it's nice. I'm going to say ooh la la. Interesting. Why 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 are you saying ooh la la? Because uh, I don't know if. Anyone on the team has heard of a polo mint? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, it is indeed. Ooh la la. So Nate yes. is dead. Twice over. His ghost is oh, dropping no. at the mouth Tell as the cyanide it. in the polos takes effect. Actually, that means he comes back to life, I think. That's what happens Does to a killer ghost. Yeah. Yes, oh, like, a minute to win it. by zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I get this next one right, we win the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's okay. the rules now. Uh, tarmac and cheese. Tarmac Absolutely and cheese. not. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No, it's real. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're real. No. Tarmac and cheese. That's rubbish. The rule of cabinet lies. If someone says it's real, it definitely <laughs> like that's that's. I've I've been in this situation, Alice. I know what you what you. You, you know, people tend to say in these moments, it, it's, it's real. It's tarmac and cheese, and you get it from a man who's had all his puppets sold, and you have to get them back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's in a I think we've won this one, Matthew. It's in a, an olive 
container with a little yellow label on it. It's some instant mac and cheese. No. Uh, Do you say an olive container? Well, an olive in colour. Yeah, that was a real desperate last-minute attempt at authenticity, which I <laughs> applaud. But you have no authority here, Jackie Weaver, none at all. You saying ooh la la? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, that was real. You absolute serpents. <laughs> yeah. I'm thrice dead. Played you like a cheap violin, didn't I, lad? You certainly did. Hey, wait, if I was wrong, does that mean I come back to life again? Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Uh, and in, in fairness, I. Uh, uh, I I moved that one up the uh, the the billing because my last one is beans means times which uh, <laughs> I was going to say is a tin of beans that uh, increases your um, adreno slow shooting but <laughs> oh I would have said it was like um, it gave you like a damage multiplier so it was like times like times tables. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to assume that you would have got that one as a lie because uh, Matthew was basing his whole arguments up until then on whether or not an American would have heard of it. And I'm pretty sure he would have rumbled beans means Heinz as something that is not in the American Uh, cultural consciousness. Well, uh, I think we lost then, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, but I feel very nobly, you know, Mm. and at least you've come back to life. Uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Uh, once again, I'm glad to be alive. Mm, get out of my cave then. Leave me to my fake beans. Goodbye. Enjoy your beans. Goodbye. Hope they don't glisten too much. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in my cabin there. That was lovely. Quite enjoyed that one. You had some nice mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah. Oh, I got to smoke my first cigarette. <laughs> You're a man now, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, very well played. Thank you very much. Um, before we, that's the end of this, the episode 128 of the Electronic Wireless Show. So the only thing we have to recommend now is uh, what we have to do now is our recommendations. Uh, mm. Who would like to go first? This week, I, I can. I can. Oh, go ahead. Um, so I'm going to recommend, uh, there's a YouTuber. I'm into my video essays on different subjects, well, you know. Um, there's a YouTuber called Sideways, or Sideways Editing, who does um, has done some essays on uh, music in uh, films and, uh, and TV and musicals and stuff. He's done a really good, it's an hour long, it's really worth it. Um, really good video essay about the music in Cats the movie and why like it is worse than you might think um, and he said like it's incredible that the CGI effects were so bad that they distracted us from how bad the music is done um, and it's really interesting because he goes into both the technical elements of it and also he goes into like how they mucked it up thematically as well um, and it's very good hmm. Wow Poor old cats. I always feel bad for the cats guy because the guy who made that film, he made it because he just really likes cats. The film, the, the, the Tom musical. Tom Hooper. Yeah. He just genuinely loves the musical. 
And now it's like become a huge kind of humiliating thing for him. Well, I mean, it is terrible. Um, yeah. What do you have to recommend this week, Matthew? Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, the last book in the Three Body Problem trilogy. I've been reading them as we've been going along, so I finally oh, yeah. finished the last one, which is called Death's End. Um, can't really say much about it because you know you've got to read the other ones first, but it gets you know pretty uh, pretty galaxy brain even compared to the other ones. Um, I really love that s- series of books; just absolutely absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, really like mad epic scale sci-fi can't wait for the tv show excellent isn't there like hasn't someone died over that tv show or something or i imagining that yeah someone did die who was related someone someone at the the sort of china end of things isn't it the guy who was the head of I don't there's know. like massive media companies over there and something something weird happened over christmas i think i mean it's possible that like i read that uh, the three-body problem person died uh, and just connected it in my head and uh, have now no, decided some, that there, he was... There was, he, there was something, some, yeah. There was something about, along those lines. God, the Reaper has really haunted this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. He's, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Life we is fine. We should get sponsored by death. Huh? We should get sponsored by death, the concept. I wonder how one does that. Probably a I mean, seance of some so kind. You have to make dogs. a pact. It's not it really would a contract. Be, it would be recession-proof, wouldn't it? But, like, pacts with death, classically, don't end brilliantly. Let's, uh, let's not do that. But we just have to play a game to get our soul back, wouldn't we? Like in Bill and Ted, and we're good at games, so it's okay. Why don't have he challenged us to a cavern of lies, though? Well, I'm, I am a master, clearly. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate, what are you going to recommend this week? Right, okay. Last week I had a recommendation that I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I remembered it, but was that after we stopped recording or not? Uh, I think it was off. I think you. I think you remembered during, but did not voice it. Ah, oh, sick. In which case, that's a freebie. Uh, I'm going to recommend an article I read on. I think it was the Vulture. Um, uh, it's one of those classic sort of takes takes 45 minutes long reads. Uh, so perfect for a lunchtime guzzle. Um. Uh, it was about the making of the film The Emperor's New Groove, uh, which is a Disney movie, and it's like totally different to every other sort of classic animated Disney film made. And Sting was involved in it, and Sting's wife made a documentary about um, uh, Trudy Styler. That's is it, Trudy, Trudy Styler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trudy yeah. Styler made a documentary about the making of The Emperor's New Groove. That's correct. Um, really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, and it, I haven't actually seen the film, but I love the article, which just oh. goes to show what a good piece of feature journalism it's, it's, is. It's a good film. It's very funny. I want to see it now, yeah. There was that... Cronk sounds very funny. Semi-related to that. I can't, I can't remember what it came from. There was a thing doing the rounds a while back about the Shrek team. Did you see this? 
But how it was, I was talking about people getting Shrek. Getting yeah. Shrek because they were put on the Shrek. You know that was like considered the duff team to be on. Like everyone thought it was going to be a complete bomb. And then it was amazing. Wow. Getting Shrek. <laughs> Get Shrek. We should adopt that, but to mean doing something really good. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Do you have a recommendation for the ongoing RPS fish tank this week? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, don't let your boiler break. Is the recommendation? Don't let your <laughs> boiler break. That's a good one. And seriously, it applies- it, if you move into a new house, the first thing you—I don't care if you've had a, a surveyor do a report on the house. Get your boiler serviced. Uh, it could save your life. That was my most partridge moment ever. <laughs> Bounced back. <laughs> um, Pale my foot on a spike. My favourite. Of course, I'm not all right, you old mess. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, listener, for joining us on this episode 128 of uh, the Electronic Wireless Show, the best fictional brands in games special. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed it and you enjoy those recommendations, and that you are not haunted by the spectre of death, um, uh, and that you have a lovely week. Um, uh, I am Alice Bell, uh, and Rock Paper Shotgun is on Facebook and Twitter and uh, YouTube. You just search for Rock Paper Shotgun. Um, uh, we have merch, which is teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Rock Paper Shot. And any day now, I'm sure we're going to get designs through for the podcast merch. Um, Ooh. I wait with bated breath. Um, oh, la la. Oh, la la, indeed. Um, I've said this Hi. as well, but I've, I've also asked them for the, you don't have to be Alice to work here, but it helps mugs, uh, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited for. We'll sell at least one of those. <laughs> uh, uh, we also have a Discord where you can join and hang out uh, with other members of the Shergars Heart Squad. And do remember to tweet about us using the hashtag FatBlood and hashtag BigOats and hashtag Shergars Heart Squad. Tell your friends about the Electronic Wireless Show so that one day death will want to sponsor us. Um, Thank you very much for joining me, Dr. Pepper. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Hell Squid Zero. <laughs> Related to Mr. Blobby, Hell Squid. Yeah, he's my dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank Blobby you very much. It. Oh, like a seahorse. And God, that's a good enough time to say goodbye, isn't it? Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)